Hello, Screamer, and welcome to ScreamStream, your weekly spoiler-free guide to streaming horror entertainment. I'm James Gass. If you're new to the show, what I do is review a horror movie from one of the various streaming services, spoiler-free. ScreamStream is also available wherever podcasts are served, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. If you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash ScreamStream. And you can support us over there. I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, So before I get into the show here, uh, I guess a couple of things I wanted to mention, or one thing I really wanted to talk about was uh, we got the trailer for the brand new Halloween film coming out in October. This was uh, produced by Jason Blum and Blumhouse Productions. And I am so excited for this film. The trailer looks amazing. So the trailer did confirm what uh, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride said earlier that um, Laurie Strode will not be uh, Michael Myers' sister. And they've changed the storyline up. Uh, And they also talked about – or they also mentioned uh, Dr. Loomis and some things like that. And there's there's some other hidden Easter eggs in there. trailer looks amazing. I'm so excited for the film. Cannot wait to see this one. So that was the the most exciting news I've, I've had. For the past week or so. Uh, But let's get into this week's review. And uh, for this week. I tried really hard. To find a good found footage film. And uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to find one. So I tried watching another film. And I'll talk about all those. After the main review of. The Levenger Tapes. And this was written by. Mark Edwin Robinson. Written and directed by Mark Edwin Robinson. Uh, this stars Joanna Bre- Brady, Lily Mir- Mirojnik, Morgan Krantz, and Chris Mulkey. Uh, for a brief plot synopsis, detectives in a remote town pour through every frame of a troubling tape to find the whereabouts of three missing college students. The chilling footage becomes more and more disturbing when the students come upon the bloody dress of an eight-year-old girl in the secluded wilderness and take it upon themselves to find her. Linking the case of the missing girl and the missing students together, the detectives race to piece enough information together to find them alive. So this film came out in 2013, I believe. Yeah, 2013, and this is available on Hulu, and you can also rent it on Amazon. And then it's also on some new channel called the POV channel, the found footage channel. Uh, and this is like one of those add-on things to like the Roku stick or um, the Amazon Fire stick or whatever. It's one of those add-on channels. I think it's like $3.99 a month, they said. I don't subscribe to it. I just happen to see it there. So right off the bat, let me just say that the acting is okay. It's not bad. It's not the greatest, but it's not bad either. Uh, as for characters, uh, okay, so you have you have this one dude, uh, Chase, and goes out into the wilderness with two girls, Kim and Amanda. And it just seems a little, I don't know, it doesn't seem very realistic. Like, why would these two chicks go out way out in the middle of nowhere with just the one dude? Uh, and apparently he has the hots for Amanda, who just broke up with her boyfriend, um, but I guess there's some other drama involved with this too. I don't know. Character characters were kind of generic, uh, not overall interesting, uh, a little annoying. The story though, 
actually had a lot of potential. And something that I really liked about this one. So in most found footage films, all we ever see is the footage. Okay. But in this one, it's kind of a mix between found footage and actual narrative storytelling. Because we are in the police station and these cops are watching the found footage. <laughs> and this is something I haven't seen done before. I thought it was a nice breath of fresh air on this genre, this tired genre that I do still happen to love so much. I thought it was really cool the way they did this. You finally actually see who found the footage and they're watching it. However, while it's it's cool, there's a huge issue here. The the camera that was used to record the footage uh, Chase actually shows himself in the mirror. The camera is a digital camera. It records on a hard drive or either an SD card or something like that. I think it was like a, I think it was a Panasonic they showed. It doesn't record on giant tapes. Why did they even have these on tapes? Like giant tapes played in, in one of those giant VCRs that you only find in like editing bays. That completely, I, I, that lost me there. I, I couldn't couldn't figure out why they did that. Why didn't they just put it on the computer? There's no indication that um, this was filmed earlier in time, like in the 90s or you know, probably around the 90s is when that, that tape deck looked like it would have come from. Uh, and besides, the camera, we saw the camera. That is, it is a digital camera. It, that was it was weird, okay? It just kind of threw me off. With the minor gripe, though, the story itself was pretty interesting. Uh, it had a nice pacing to it. I, a lot of times when you watch these found footage films nowadays, they take so long for anything to happen. A lot of times I've seen this um, in several recent found footage films they wait until like the last 30 minutes before anything scary happens. And that's so annoying to me. This one here, though, we have the first act. And in about 30 minutes into the film, we start seeing some spooky stuff happen. And the tension keeps building from there. And it has a nice pacing to it. I really appreciate that. Um, a lot of found footage now, like I said, doesn't do that. It It's super slow and you just can't get into it. Uh, but this one had a really nice pacing, and I enjoyed that. The story was fairly interesting. Uh, it involves, uh, as the, the plot synopsis said, uh, they are out going to Chase's parents, um, I guess, remote farmhouse or whatever, and they hit a truck with they or they they kind of have an accident with a guy and a little girl in a truck. And they back up and they leave. They It's basically a hit and run. But the cops recognize the little girl as she was missing. So they get to Chase's house. And later on, they see the guy and the little girl way out in like this nature preserve um, with a bonfire going. They're trying to figure out what, what's going on. What is he doing with her? And so they go out to investigate. And that's when all the, the S hits the fan. Um and it really picked up from there, and I'm, I'm glad it did. Overall, a nice film. 
well-paced film, um, had plenty of jump scares enough, enough to keep me kind of on edge, a nice amount of suspenseful moments. Uh, overall, I liked the film. It was good. On IMDb, it currently has a 4.4. Uh, if I'm going to write this out of five, I'm going to give it like a, uh, like a 2.8. Not bad. Not great. I do recommend you watch it though. If you have uh, Hulu, if you pay for, for the monthly Hulu, it's, I don't know if it's worth the two ninety nine to rent on Amazon. Uh, I guess if you're really interested, you could, if I had paid two ninety nine to watch this, I would feel a little disappointed, but not terribly. If that makes sense. Overall, not a bad film. Now, let me talk about a couple of films that I did watch. Uh, the first off was, uh, the presence. And I heard about this from some blog article, like, uh, I don't remember what it was, like something about f great found footage films on Netflix or something like this, or something like that. And this is a German film, German found footage. Synopsis on this one, Mark Marcus spends some time with his girlfriend, Rebecca, and a friend, Lucas, in Hanhal Castle, which is uninhabited and supposed to be haunted for the two of them. It's the last days of their lives. Uh, this was basically a dude and his girlfriend and their douchebag friend go stay in the castle and uh, they try to catch ghosts on film and it was not very good. It was too slow and most of the like the jump scare stuff or the scary stuff was they used super cheap editing tricks like uh, where they made like the the film go fuzzy and and stuff like that. It was, it was not very good. Wasn't impressed. I turned it off like 40, 40 minutes into it. I, I was done. I, I tried. I gave it a shot. I just couldn't do it because I was trying to find a really good found footage film. The other one I started watching was uh, Be Afraid, and this was from two thousand seventeen. This one's on Netflix, uh, as was uh, The Presence. This stars Brian Krause, who was on Charmed and a few other horror films, uh, Jamie Page, uh, some other folks that I don't recognize. And basically, it's about some creature that haunts people through sleep paralysis. And I tried watching it. It wasn't terrible. I just couldn't get through it. I might go back and finish it. It has a 4.7 on IMDb. I might try to finish that one. I just, I don't know. I couldn't, couldn't really get into it. So after those, uh, I went ahead and watched uh, the, the Levenger tapes and, and kind of got through that one. The other found footage film that I started watching and I haven't finished yet uh, was or is Creep 2. And I kind of want to review this one. But it's going to be hard to review it without having to kind of spoil the first creep, which I loved. I thought it was a great movie. Uh, if you haven't watched Creep, it's on Netflix. I suggest you watch it and then watch Creep 2 because I do want to review those. But I don't, I, And I'm going to have to spoil some of Creep 1 to review the second one. Uh, if you're interested in me reviewing those, please let me know. Uh, hit me up on the Facebook fan page, uh, facebook.com slash screenpod. And let me know if, if you're interested in, in my review of those two films. But for next week, 
Uh, I'm going to review Cargo, uh, and this is in my queue since it's come out, uh, and I've been meaning to watch it. I haven't gotten around to it. And then on the Facebook fan page, I asked, you know, what what movie would you like to see me review next week? And Mervyn Stevenson said Cargo, and I was like, oh, good call because I've been meaning to see that. just hadn't got around to it. So uh, tomorrow I'm going to be watching that, and I'll review it next week uh, for uh, next week's episode. All right, so let's get into the new streaming releases on Netflix. Uh, as of as of a few days ago, uh, we have The Boy, which uh, I think I talked about this one. I don't remember if I no, I didn't review this one, but I watched it. I th- I liked it. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, it's on Netflix now. It was on Showtime streaming, but it is it's now on Netflix. Uh, Would you rather is a re-add. Uh, I really like that film. I reviewed it in the original Scream stream. Uh, go and watch that film. Liked it. And of course, Cargo, as I just mentioned. And then on Amazon, we have She Demons, White Zombie from 1932, The Amityville Horror from 1979, and Sliver. I don't really know if Sliver is a horror film, if you can consider it horror. Uh, also, we have The Last Man on Earth, Observance. Uh, which I think I think I want to see that I don't know, uh, and then we also have a brand new bad Ben bad Ben film bad Ben film called uh, the Mandela Effect. What is it? I, I'm just now seeing this, so let me click on this. Um, here's this, here's the uh, plot synopsis. In 2016, the horror Tom Riley experienced in a home. He bought at Sheriff's Sale was captured on 21 security cameras in the home. What if he was experiencing this over and over and over in, a par- in parallel universes? Bad Ben, the Mandela Effect, gathers footage together that shows that paranormal experiences Tom had seemed to keep occurring. Okay. So this is, again, re- uh, directed and stars Nigel Bach. I have to watch this now. And to our view, man, another bad bin. It's got five stars, though, and seven seven reviews. It's got to be his friends. It has to be his friends. Okay, so I'm going to put this in my watch list. <laughs> I'm going to watch this. Maybe I'll watch it tomorrow. Um, and I'll review it week after next, I guess. But, uh, yeah, okay, so it's in my watch list. I don't know why. <laughs> okay, well, well, we'll give it a shot. And then finally on Shudder, we have uh, John Carpenter's Vampires, uh, Pie, House of Thousand Corpses, No One Lives, Red State, uh, Hellraiser 1 and 2, The Cottage, Demon Wind, Dude Bro Party Massacre 3, uh, The Reanimator, Wolf Guy, Leviathan, the story, between, the story behind Hellraiser and Hellraiser 2, uh, Dark Waters, or Dark Water, I believe this is the original Japanese version. Uh, Sequence Break, which is an original. Alice Sweet Alice. I'm sorry. Well, Sequence Break is a Shutter exclusive. Uh, Alice Sweet Alice, Alone in the Dark. Night School, which was pretty good. Stir of Echoes One and Two. Magic Magic. The Limmy, Limey, The Limmy, Limey. I don't know why that's there, um, but Vampires. And pie. And there you go. There's your newly added on Shutter. 
So that's going to do it for this week's episode of Scream Stream. If you'd like to keep up with me outside of the podcast, you can do do so at ScreamPod.com where you'll find links to all of my social profiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Scream underscore Stream. Uh, Join the Facebook fan page over at Facebook.com slash ScreamPod. Subscribe to the podcast via your favorite podcatcher such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, Also get the show notes for each episode over there at ScreamPod.com. If you have a movie you'd like me to review, head over to the Facebook fan page and let me know. Give me a suggestion. Hit me up on Twitter, Scream underscore Stream, and let me know what film you'd like to, to hear me review, and I would be happy to do that for you. And then finally, music's, music used for Scream Stream was created by Kevin McLeod over at Incompetech.com. Until next week, I'm James Gass saying... If it was real, the cameraman would be dead too. Good night.